it's almost human nature to compare your life to others. You've got a nice house, your neighbor's got a nicer one. You've got a big car, your neighbor's got a bigger one. But one thing we should never do is compare our mental emotions to others. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant. And for the longest time, I just wanted to be normal. I would see happy people all around me and wonder how they could be so normal. How could they just go about their day accepting things with such little regard for the obvious pain that would show up in the future? How could my peers truly see life with such hope and positivity? Didn't they know the future is filled with disappointment and struggle? I wanted that. I wanted to be normal. Now that last normal I said, I threw up air quotes because what I've come to learn is that normal is relative, thus the name of this show, this podcast, Relatively Normal. Today I wanted to talk about the hole we dig ourselves in when we start to compare our normal, our emotions, our mental health, our progress with coping with mental health with others. This is something that really hurt me for a long time. I regressed a few times, but I used to try to base my progress, base my normal on outside forces and on the people around me. Now, comparing and contrasting are great for SAT questions, but they are just terrible for the human psyche. So it's taken me years of therapy, meditation, mindfulness, some soul searching, to come to this realization that normal is relative and my normal is not like anybody else's normal. So what I want to really dig into is a few of the symptoms of this comparisons that this comparison we get into, how it negatively affects us and how we can try to go about our day, about our life without jumping into this hole of comparing ourselves, our mental emotions, our mental health with others. I must mention that this, for me at least, was very difficult. When you're going through, or I should say when I was going through things and when I go through things in my life, usually immediately my thoughts go to why can't I be like so-and-so? Especially when I'm really down, especially when I'm really depressed and I might be watching TV, I might be just people watching, I might see my friends talking, 
I might be in a conversation with my friend and they're talking about this great thing that happened in their life, this raise they got at work, this new job, a new significant other. And I think to myself, one, why can't that be me? And two, why are they so happy? It's all going to fall apart soon. And that's not me wishing bad things on other people. That's me projecting how I perceive my life on others. Now, it got to a point where I know people who've gone through some tough times. And I've seen people get through some tough times. And I wanted to help them, and I did help them. But the whole time that I'm helping them, I'm basing my progress off of theirs. So if they're getting better, and this is just a hypothetical, if and it never happens like this, but say they go through something on Monday, Tuesday they're still feeling bad, Wednesday they start to feel a little better, Thursday it's getting better, and Friday they feel great again, I'll think to myself, well, I need five days. I got to do it in less than five days. I need to feel better by Wednesday because I'm basing my progress off of theirs. Thank goodness that I, I figured out with the help of different things that this was not the best way to deal with my anxiety, with my impression. This is not the best way to figure out how to cope with mental issues, and this was not good for my mental health. Each and every one of us has a different reality. We have a different normal. It's unfair to me to base my progress, to base my normal on somebody else's. When we do that, we base our pain on the pain of others and unknowingly base our progress on their progress. So, this is kind of where mindfulness comes in. And I'll talk about mindfulness in a future episode. But just to kind of give you um, a little background on what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where you are, and what you're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. So the big part of that for me when I'm talking about this is not to be overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. Mindfulness, unlike meditation, where meditation pretty much has you get into a quiet space shut everything off, meditate, and then go back to what you're doing. Mindfulness can be done all the time, especially after stressors, especially after triggers. So for me, a trigger would be if I saw somebody doing well or if I saw somebody overcome something. Then that would trigger me to get more depressed that I wasn't better, quote-unquote better, more depressed because I wasn't quote-unquote normal 
and more anxious because I couldn't figure out how to get past all this. So what mindfulness allows us to do is to start really getting a hold of our physical and emotional thoughts. And what I learned is that when I started to really understand my thoughts, especially in that situation, I could start to cope a little better with what was going on inside me. I started to understand that my life is just that, mine. I can't control other people's lives and they can't control mine. I can't control how somebody else progresses through their issues, but I could control mine. Also, what I learned is that I was not abnormal or bad or wrong, built incorrectly because I had these negative thoughts in my head. This was my normal. My normal at that point was waking up anxious, maybe being a little sad because something happened in my life. But if I was mindful about it, I could take that specific feeling and tie it back to an action and start working on myself. And that's what comparing our emotions to others keeps us from doing. When we are so focused on someone else and their progress, we lose focus of our own. No one has ever said that you have to get over this in X amount of days or X amount of time. But what I was doing is when I was seeing other people doing well, I immediately thought to myself, okay, I, I got to get through this now or I'm going to be broken forever. But as I've learned, as I've meditated, as I've become more mindful, as I've gone through therapy, as I've opened up to those around me, what I have learned is that that's unfair. That's unfair to me. Why should I have to run at the same pace, jump to the same heights as people around me when they aren't the ones that are going through what I'm going through? As much as it feels like sometimes we're not alone, but at the same time we're not on the same team. It is great to get help. It's great to go to therapy. It's great to talk to people around you. But you are not competing for the same team when it comes to mental health as other people around you. We should get that out of our heads. That's unfair. And once we start actually believing it, then we can truly start to help ourselves. And this is all about me right now, but I know there's people out there who see the world around them and wonder why can't that be them. Two things to that. One, it could be you if you, if you really wanted. That, that could be you. But the second part 
is that doesn't have to be you. No one said that has to be you. You are you. You are your own normal. Once I accepted that I had triggers that made me go down a certain path, once I figured there were things at work, things in my life, things in my personal life that sent me down an anxious path, I started to figure those out. And I started to see a little bit more clearly about what I could do for myself and the routes I could take to start coping correctly. So when we talk about mindfulness, you basically talk about awareness. Awareness of your feelings, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your reactions. So again, when there are triggers out there, what I would do is I was one, I always wondered why people didn't react to certain triggers the way I did. And then I would think to myself, well, I just care more than they do. I'm just more empathetic than they are. And then that would lead me down another path about, well, why am I like that? Why do I have to be like that? I want to be like them. In the whole scheme of things, it was a huge circle that it didn't matter where I started, I still ended up back at the same place. And here's the thing. No one knew I was doing this. I was struggling inside. I was keeping it all inside. And in my mental cage, my mental cell, I continually told myself I was either doing something wrong or I wasn't good enough. And to be totally honest with you, I still do that to this day. And the thing that makes it different now is because of mindfulness, I can step back for a second and say, hold on, Mark. What is this really about? Where are these feelings coming from? Does this affect you? How can you go from A to B and then from B to C and then from C to D? And then once I made that really pragmatic approach to my emotions, to my feelings, for me, things got a little easier. So when we really think about it, in the whole scheme of things, if we are really, really aware of what's going on and how, how we can work to help this, the outside world really only affects us if we allow it. If we start bringing in emotions that others have a right to be in our heads to make us react certain ways, then that makes it hard to cope. However, once we get to a point where we can understand that we are in direct control of our mental health, then it makes this whole thing a little bit easier.
good example that I like to use in talking about comparing myself to others is when I was younger and I was starting out in the job market and in my career, I used to base a lot of my accomplishments on how other people were doing. Little did I know that this was not just a one-off. This was how I lived my life. I wanted gratification, but the only gratification I ever listened to was that voice that asked me, are you doing better than the next person? Again, doing well is just like being normal. They're both relative. If I make a million dollars a year and the next guy makes 1.5 million, are we not both doing well? Most of the time, yes. Now, this part of my life, my, my job, where I was comparing myself to others, I noticed that once that changed, once I started looking for the wins within my work product, I found the wins for my mental health and vice versa. Once I started being able to cope and understand anxiety and depression and not look how other people were doing in their lives and just base my successes on how I was doing, then it went to my work also. They worked together. So what I kind of want to say to kind of finish this podcast episode out is in my, as I've matured, I've become kind of a researcher. And what I mean by that is, and I wish I was like this in school, is when I take, you know, when I start to really like something or take an interest in a hobby, I start to research. When I started getting into photography, I watched videos, I got magazine subscriptions, I started really learning about the camera, how to use it, and how to take photos. I watched hundreds of hours of how to become a better photographer, how to take better pictures. I did the same thing when I really started to learn about anxiety and depression and mindfulness and meditation and therapy and all that stuff. That is a great tool to use, but I'm going to tell you how I kind of got caught up in it a little bit. Specifically, there are a lot of videos out there about dealing with anxiety and depression. There are a lot of TED Talks out there about dealing with anxiety and depression. But just like this podcast, a lot of them are opinion-based. There's plenty of doctors out there, plenty of therapists out there who will tell you steps you can take to deal with mental health issues. But a lot of people like myself just tell you their story and how they dealt with and coped with mental health issues. 
So for a little bit of time, I won't say I got too deep into it, but for a little bit of time, I would watch a lot of these videos, two, three, four in a row. And I would start telling myself, well, they did it this way, so I need to do it this way. And if it doesn't work, then I don't know what to do. Now, don't get me wrong. It's great to watch videos, read articles on how people overcame things. And it's great to get some feedback and maybe try a few things to see if they work. However, know this, we're all different. And what works for 99 people might not work for that 100th person. But that does not mean anything is wrong with that 100th person. That just means they have to do things differently. And for a while there, I was watching people say, hey, I got over depression this way. I got over depression that way. I've spoken at length to you guys about how I've gotten over my anxiety by physical exertion, by running, by exercise, which is great for me. That works for me. But that might not work for you. So if you are anxious one day and say, hey, I'm going to do what that guy Mark talks about. I'm going to go for a run. And you figure out at the end of your run, you feel worse than you did before. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try again. But that may mean that that might not work for you. So what we have to do is start to really give ourselves more credit. What I mean by that is basically allow ourselves to fail and try again. And then once we try again, celebrate that success that we didn't give up on ourselves. Give yourself credit for trying, for taking the time out of your life to get better. And that is way easier said than done. I still have to tell myself that every day. In my last therapy session, my therapist asked me to name three positive things about somebody in my life. Very easy for me to do. Then she says, I want you to name three positive things about you. And I was caught up. I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't easily say, and don't, I I know I do positive things in my life. I know there's things I'm, I'm very good at. I know there's things I do well. I'm a, I'm a good listener. I'm a great friend. I do well at work. You know, I take care of my family. There's plenty of things that I do, but I couldn't name three. I was not giving myself the credit I deserved in that situation. And if I was a different person, if I was outside of my body, if I was someone else talking about Mark Paison, I know I could list a dozen good things. But when I was talking about myself, when I was inside my head, I couldn't list three things. 
So what I want you all to do is really give yourself enough credit. You don't have to be the next person. You don't have to be better than the next person. You don't have to compare yourself to what they're doing or how they're doing or even why they're doing what they're doing. Be mindful. Think about your feelings. Think about your reactions to triggers. Find something that works for you and only worry about your mental state when you're trying to get through things that keep you down in life. Again, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Like always, I say this has been therapeutic. I love doing this. So take care of yourselves. I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you later. Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or somebody you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.